Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. Hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for coming on the Diversity at Work podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. For everybody listening, um, Deborah was actually my mentor coach back when I was a coaching student at Royal Roads University. Deborah was a couple years ahead of me. She had graduated the program and I had her coaching me as I was starting my journey into entrepreneurship and figuring out how to be a coach. So Deborah Kosowski, thank you so much for being here. And can you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them what you do? Absolutely. But first off, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Andrea. Um, It's an amazing honor to come back and connect with you and watch how much you've grown in the process. And your topic is very timely and very important in the workplace. So a little bit about me. I'm Deborah Kozowski, as as you mentioned, and I am many things. I am a best-selling author three times over. One of my books is Let's Be Curious, is my latest one. And I am a podcast host of The Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about leadership, business, and human potential. Keynote speaker, um, as you know, a coach as well. And uh, I love working with people to really help them step out of their comfort zones into the skin that they're meant to be in so that they can achieve the success that they not only long for and desire, but they actually deserve. I love it. So I actually don't really know very much about you before you were my coach, because I met you as this person who was, you kind of had already stepped into that skin and you were really leading other people and you were helping me kind of find my skin, find my voice. So I want to know, before you wrote the books, before you had the podcast, before you became a speaker and a coach, what was life like for you? Well, for me, I have worked in healthcare. I was a registered nurse who um, worked uh, with open heart recovery patients. I travel nursed in the States um, and then came back to Canada, started a family and got involved in teletriage and then moved into a leadership position from a casual position, which doesn't happen too often. And it was interesting because at that time I was challenged by another woman, another nurse um, in a leadership position and said, you know, now it's time. You're going to need to prove yourself. And I thought, really? Who am I proving myself to? I already felt that I could do the work. Um, and not, that, not to say that I was overly confident, I knew that there was things to learn, but to have someone, instead of supporting, encouraging you, is like I was faced with this automatic challenge. And it took me a little bit of time to figure out you know, what I needed to do about that. And as I was learning the skills, I actually pulled her aside and said, you know what, I, I was expecting someone to support and encourage me not to feel that I need to prove myself to someone. And that's when I started to realize that other people's opinions or other people's experiences are not something that I need to own for myself. Um, it was based on her experiences that she felt that people needed to prove, prove themselves because that's something that she had to do. So as we had that discussion, it gave me a better understanding of where she was coming from and where I did need to step up to the plate. So it really shifted the way I was thinking. And one time, uh, shortly after that, I think it was, a friend of mine who was an entrepreneur invited me to a networking luncheon. And I had never been to a networking luncheon. I didn't even know that they existed because I was completely immersed in healthcare. And I went to this networking luncheon and this keynote speaker walked up and she was talking about the little engine that could. Talking about, you know, how this train works so hard. And I hadn't heard this story since I was a little kid and how nobody would help her. No one would help her get these toys across to the other side of the mountain for these children. And you know, she, the, you know, the train's motto is, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And then finally, they could, right? And I sat there in the audience and I watched these people talking about business and 
you know, embracing each other and excited to share what was going on and then listening to the keynote speaker. And I thought, wow, I need to be a part of this world. And that's when I sort of, that was when the seed was planted. And, you know, it makes me, reminds me that that little train, it was a she. She got yeah. up the mountain. She did the work. And, you know, I think at that, until that point, I, I probably myself took it for granted because in healthcare, it's prime, you know, in nursing anyway, it's primarily women. So I worked in an industry that was completely women majority of the time. Then I had been at a real estate seminar and I was sitting in the audience and I was listening to this guy speak and I was thinking about healthcare. I was thinking about personal development because I've always studied personal development probably since I was in junior high, you know, how to, the A plus guide to getting good grades. And I, I knew I wanted to challenge myself. I always wanted to be the best I could be. And when I was sitting in the audience listening to this gentleman, he was talking about online marketing and digital stuff. Again, another world I had never been exposed to. And I thought, wow, I'm really missing out. I am, you know, pigeonholed myself into a certain industry. And look at all these other things that are going on in the world that I never knew about. And at the end, I went up to him and I looked at him. I'm like, I can do something like this. And he looks at me and he goes, well, why don't you just sign up for my course? And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at him and I'm like, um, what do you do with stuff like this? You know, and he looked at me and he goes, quit overanalyzing things. I will be your mentor. Because I had a drive, he worked with me. And that's when... I, he challenged me. I said, well, I'd like to write a book. And I didn't even know where that came from. And I said, how do you even get started? And he goes, well, start interviewing people, start learning their stories. And then I want you to record it. And then you're going to take that content. And you're going to turn it into a book. And it started with the millionaire woman series and the millionaire woman series, um, did very well. It was an audio series. He brought me to his event in Vancouver. And I tell you, Andrea, it was, most time, the biggest time I had ever been out of my comfort zone. It was the first time I flew by myself, took a taxi by myself, stayed at a hotel in my, by myself. And I remember tears flowing down my face the night before as I was messaging somebody on Facebook, a friend of mine came on. He's like, what are you doing in Vancouver? And I said, oh, this is what's going on. And he, he goes, are you okay? I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, sad and I'm so excited. First of all, I can't believe I actually left my family to come and chase part of my dream. And I'm doing this all by myself. And I, I couldn't believe it that I really stepped up into something that I wanted to do. And even though it was scary and something new, I, I knew it was something I needed to do, but I, I couldn't believe that I took that, that big step. And it was the coolest feeling at the same time, that excitement and nervousness. And the next day, my mentor put, put me, got me up on stage in front of a group of people. And it was the first time, other than you know being junior high, senior high president of high school, that I was in front of a group of people to share something about I, something I was passionate about. And it was about empowering women to really step into who they are. Oh my goodness. I love it. That is really amazing. It's almost like it just, these events happened and then you just kind of showed up for yourself, sat in the audience and then went with it. So, and like, just decided to take action right away. And it, it seems like it all worked out really well for you. And, you know, and I think that's one of the things it's really about going ahead and taking that action. Cause even my podcast, I was at a conference sitting in the audience, gentleman was sharing about podcasting, how it was the way to go. And I was, as soon as I walked out of that conference, I'm like, in 30 days, I will have my own podcast. And to the very day I launched the podcast and in June we'll be running three years. Wow. Congratulations on that run. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. Okay. So I want to talk to you because it sounds like you had a lot of sponsors. Um, I like to talk to people about the difference between mentorship and sponsorship. So I'm just going to jump in a little bit, but it sounds like this, that first person that you met at that, it, the real estate seminar was more like a sponsor. So this person was opening doors from you, was like pushing you into these risky situations and kind of had your back. Is that kind of the situation, what it was like? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, because, um, 
you know, he did this out of the kindness of his heart and he is a, an amazing mentor, very patient. And he could see that I had a drive. Yeah. Driven to go after. And I think that's what makes the difference between somebody wanting to sponsor you or versus mentor you or just coach you is when they see that you have a drive, they see themselves in you. Yes. And it's like someone helped them along the way. So they take the time to work with you to whatever extent that might be. I think though, I see it a little differently than you though. I do see like there was something in it for him because you talked about being put on stage at his event and really what he got was a very dynamic speaker. He got a different voice for his audience. He got a success story and a testimonial up on stage of the work that he did. So it worked both ways. There was definitely lots in it for you, but there was definitely something in it for him too. And that's kind of the beauty of sponsorship is that you both win. Absolutely. Creating those win-win opportunities really um, showcases not only the pride that I did in, you know, working toward the goal that he set for myself, but it demonstrated that what he taught me works, right? It's yeah. a live testimonial that credibility is so, so important and how that individual has systems and processes, but also isn't always just in it for money, right? Yes. In there because he totally believes in you. And so I want to kind of go back in, because your story is a lot different than mine. Um, this journey into entrepreneurship, it sounds like you found people to support you and help you out really early on, whereas it wasn't like that for me. So I went to a lot of networking events. I sat myself in that seat hoping that, you know what, at this event, I'm going to find that person to show me the way. And it was, to be honest, like a little bit frustrating for me because I would go to so many networking events and I wasn't finding that person to help me until, and I went to everything. And then in Royal Roads, the coaching program, they're like, you can sign up for a mentor coach. So somebody that's gone through the program a few years ahead of you that can help you and show you the way. And so I'm like, okay, sign me up. Cause at the time I signed up for everything. And then I got matched with you and it was just, a light in this frustrating place of nobody wanting to help me and nobody wanted to show me the way. And you immediately thought of abundance. And it was this idea that and if Andrea is successful, it's not going to hold me back from being successful. And I will help Andrea out and I'll show her the way. And that's what I got from you early on. So I want to know, was it, were you always like that? Or was this sponsor that you had early on, the one that kind of got you into that mindset, into always seeing abundance, into always seeing these opportunities for your, for other people? Well, I think it's a little bit of both because I think there was a part of me at one point that I did used to compare myself to a lot of other people. And I used to think about what they had and I didn't have, what was I missing? And it wasn't until I got introduced to the four agreements by Don McGill Ruiz, small little book, quick read. But one of the agreements is about not taking anything personally. And that one was a game changer for me. So whether someone gives you positive or negative uh, feedback of any kind, it's still their opinion. It doesn't have to be my opinion and I don't need to internalize it if I don't have agreement with it. If something they say negatively triggers me, that means on some level, I believe what they say to be true. So when I started realizing that that comparison trap was not serving me, that I needed to let it go. And then the other thing to remind yourself when it comes to abundance, there are 7 billion people on this planet there's, I cannot serve everyone. And I might appeal to some people and I might not appeal to everyone. And that's okay because that's where that abundance comes from because everyone has their own purpose. They're going to attract and be that magnetic, magnetic personality that attracts a certain person for whatever need they have at that time. So I don't put myself in a place of being concerned of who's going to find me. All I know is I need to be the best me and those people will come to me. But I also know, Andrea, if I help you to be the best that you can be, you're going to tell people 
just like my, my mentor, his name is Dan Locke. And some people, you know, may have seen him. He's all over the internet these days as well. And, you know, I met him at the beginning stages of where his growth was. And I watch him now and I'm like, holy man, look where he's gone. But it's because he stayed consistent, consistent with his message, uh, consistent with who he was, and always coming from a place of helping others in some form. I love it. I love it. So what motivated you to kind of go from healthcare to this world of professional development and business and success? Because it's a really different <laughs> year. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Um, yet at the same time, it's not. Right? It is different in the aspects of, you know, doing the keynote speech and specifically working with a person's mindset because mindset is you know really where i come into my specialty and working with some you know leaders and um, theories from carol dweck from the the my, uh, book mindset the new psychology of success she talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset i also work with um, content from dr marilee adams change your questions change your life where you're really coming from a judger versus a learner mindset. So one of the things that I, I keep in mind with people is when we remove judgment from people and the things that we do, we start to become curious and we start to learn about others. So that's when I started thinking, okay, even though I have this healthcare background, all of my skills are transferable my assessment skills into assessing people, my critical thinking skills are bar none because I can really think through different situations, especially emergency or crisis inf information. And when people think they're in crisis, I think nobody's dying or going to jail. I think we can get through this. You know, so we really got to think about what we see as our emergency. Is it truly an emergency or is it something that we can really work through? So I use those skills and my management and leadership skills that I've learned in healthcare and how I can share it with other people who they can now step into their game or their business or organization to take it to the next level. I love that idea, that uh, metaphor with the emergency, because quite often if with our work, with our business, in the corporate world, we think something's an emergency and it's debilitating. But I love that question, like, is this really an emergency or like, what is the emergency and getting really curious about the yeah. situation? That's so, that's really awesome. I really love that. Um, so it sounds like you had a pretty smooth story. It's a pretty smooth, like change and a shift from kind of being in the healthcare field to being an entrepreneur. But I'm curious, did you hit any roadblocks along the way? I did. I did. Because here I was, I thought I had it all figured out, all figured out. Just like when the nurse had told me I needed to prove myself, I thought, oh, how hard can it be? You just put a shingle up and you're in business. I didn't know anything about profit loss statements. I didn't know anything about trial balances and, you know, looking at your numbers. I didn't know what that was. And I got involved in a partnership that, you know, the, the individual, I just put my trust out there and, you know, they seem to know more about what they, what was involved in, you know, putting together different things or making decisions. So I, I gave away some of my financial decision-making and it would cost me the tune of 20, 20 K. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Thankfully. Thankfully, and I'm very grateful that I was still working in healthcare and still working in healthcare at that time. And I worked extra shifts. I hired myself a coach, which was, she was not, um, not cheap at all. And I worked extra shift and my kids were small. And I thought, what the heck did I just do? What did I do? And I was very upset with myself, but I knew that whatever situation I got myself into, I knew I could get myself out of, but I needed to put in a lot of work. So it took me a total of four years to pay it all back. And it took, I worked with the coach for a year and um, 
and I worked hard. I worked really hard and I worked, picked up those extra shifts. But one of my, the greatest things that um, was my why was my kids. Cause I thought, how, how did I get myself into this place of, you know, giving away my power and, um, you know, being so trusting that I didn't trust myself to make those decisions. And it That's was a, so fascinating. And it's one of my greatest learning experiences. And at the time, you know, it, it's tragic. It was well, a tragic I, I'm curious because there's a lot of things in business that I hear that it's that people say, it's like, ask for help ask for help. If you don't know how to do something, ask for help. And that's what you did. But the person that you sought help from, it actually was not a great, didn't turn into a great situation. So is there a nugget that you learned from that situation that you could share? One of the nuggets is when it comes to partnerships, make sure you have a partnership agreement. That would be one with an exit strategy. Two, um, I honored my word because I went into it knowing that if there was anything that did not go right, that I was going to be responsible. And one of the biggest things that I think, you know, people come over with excuses and blaming and I, and I could do that, but that's not part of what success is. Mm -hmm. Success is about taking 100% responsibility of your decisions, your results, your outcomes. And I made the decision to go into it. And I also made the decision to I'll give away my power because I didn't trust myself enough. So how did you end this? How did you kind of take your power back? And um, the biggest thing was taking responsibility for the amount that I owed because um, it was shared, right? So I, I worked and take responsibility for how much I needed to give back. So what, what happened? You had a business partnership. It lost money. Yeah. Together, the partnerships, you were in debt and you're like, okay, we got to stop this. Yeah. But we have this debt we need to deal with. Yeah. And one of the things was, um, I still respect that person and, you know, and uh, how do I explain this? I knew that I needed to own my agreement and I knew that I thought, oh, I, do, I don't have time to deal with these things. She can make the decision, Right. And I realized that that was my own, that was my own fault, right? My own learning that I needed to learn. And I think that was put in front of me to learn quickly. And, you know, we're, we're still friends. Um, but I do know that of course those things change relationships. Yes. And, but one of the things that I know that is if you still come from a place of respect and owning your stuff, that everything's going to work out. Okay because it was meant for me to learn. And I truly believe that and it has made me a better coach, a better entrepreneur. It has done significant things for me, even though at the time I didn't believe so. Was this, did, I'm just curious, did this happen before I met you back when you were my mentor yes. coach? Okay, yes. so I can definitely be the testament because that was, I think, three years ago that you were coaching me that first time. Yeah. And it was just that positivity, that drive. It was like, you had already taken that learning and moved on. Like there was no bitterness in you um, that I could sense when we first met. So I kind of, I know it's, it brings it up because it sucks. Like that situation absolutely sucks. Sucks for you. Well, but, when I think of it, I could have earned an extra degree. I could have bought a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah so family other. vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. But now you have all the learning and the growth in this attitude that you have that is abundance, right? It's like, just yeah. because you failed before, it's like success is just around the corner. Absolutely. And one of the things that I want people to keep in mind, even though you had this setback, it is actually, this is the time for your greatest comeback. It is where you find out what you're made of. You got some grit. You got to put in the work and you got to figure it out. I'll tell you now that I have a bookkeeper. I have an accountant. I have people on my team. I know how to look up my numbers. And when you know your numbers, you make better decisions. And I've had other mentors since then. And I've continued to grow and continue to share what I've known with other people so they don't make the same mistakes but also for them to use that critical thinking piece and think about, okay, am I trusting myself? Where can I find the information that I need? Right now, we have no excuses. We have the internet. 
there is so many articles, there's so many things. And, you know, I don't think I utilized it or maybe that knowledge wasn't there as much yet as it is maybe these years later, but there's so many things that I could have learned and done differently, but why? If I was meant to know them, you know, we should have, could have, would have, we could be beating ourselves up. And all I can tell you is stop shooting on yourself because that energy. I love it. Stop shooting on yourself. Right? The energy of putting yourself down and saying, I should have did this. I should have did that is exhausting. So use that energy to fuel you to move forward and take really inspired action, proactive action to really get the results that you want. I love it. And sometimes action, and just like, to be honest, sometimes you take action and you think it's good and it's just not good. Um, but yeah, you don't close up shop and give up. You got to no. just pick up the you pieces. You course correct. Course correct, right? And that's what I feel like. I'm so glad that you were able to do that because you wouldn't have the books. Like you wouldn't have the podcast. Like I wouldn't it be... Um, kind of like figuring, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have helped me like get started in my own business if you had given up. So I'm so glad that you didn't, that you kept moving and that we can share this story with other people because stuff happened. If you want to have an exciting career, if you want to love your work and if you're going to, you need to take risks and sometimes those risks don't pan out. <laughs> no, they don't. But there's so many nuggets of learning. And, you know, I look back and it was a great experience. It truly was a great experience for me to learn the way I did. So I don't know if I would have absorbed that. a lesson. <laughs> yeah, the thing is you could have read it in a textbook, right? But would you be, would you understand it from a textbook? Probably not. No. Okay, so I want to move to the next part where I want to kind of go back in time and paint a picture of what it was like for me trying to start my own business, trying to find my voice, trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And when we first met, I was super excited. I, you know, I'm high energy. Everybody listening knows I have a lot of energy. I wanted to make this thing happen. I wanted to make this business happen so badly. I didn't know where to start. And my biggest question was, how do I get clients? That was the thing I could not for the life of me figure out on my own. So I went everywhere in networking events and I actually focused a lot on other women. So I tried to connect with other women coaches. So people that were doing what I wanted to do and ask for help. But I felt like nobody would help me. And I kept getting this vibe. I got it over and over and over and over again. This vibe that was, if I help you, Andrea, like you're going to steal all of my clients. Um, so I kept getting this vibe until I met you. I did not get that vibe from you. I remember you're like, Andrea, get off your butt, get this book. It's called get clients. Now read it. And we'll talk again in two weeks. And it was, wow. It was like, if someone at one of these networking events had pointed me just into that simple direction of, oh, there's a book called Get Clients or How to Get Clients, it would have just been so what I needed. But nobody seemed to want to help me because when I look back now, they were stuck in scarcity mindset. This idea that success is limited in that um, my success would take away from their success. So I want your perspective, Deborah. Why do you think? It's like this. You know, I think there are times that women are threatened by each other and they're, each, you know, the success of others because they think that they kind of are the alpha female. Okay. And they want to dominate and be seen as the one who has the most, gets the most, and achieves the most. And when they start sharing their secrets, oh my goodness, that someone could start taking that away from them. So they feel threatened. And initially it was funny. I had a few men come to me for coaching and I said, so what was your reason for coaching with me? And the guy said, because you're not my competition. And I was like, what? Oh, so men feel it too. I know. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it because at first I thought I could be your competition. Be careful, you know, and at the same time, it was, it floored me to, for people to say that. But the one thing I think that women need to realize is 
it is time for us to stop doing stuff like that. It is really about helping each other, giving you a hand and pulling you up so you can be beside me. If you can be ahead of me, wherever it is, as long as we're lifting each other along, completely along the way. And Zig Ziglar has this wonderful quote about, you will get what you want in your life. And know that I'm paraphrasing this for as many people as you help. So the more people you'll help, the law of reciprocity will be that people in turn will help you. Yes. Maybe it's the exact same person that you helped, but many other, pe other people will come into your life and help you the same way. So that is my philosophy. I don't want to come from a place of scarcity and feel the lack. One, you need to be able to trust yourself. The more I trust myself, the more I have faith in myself and my abilities, the more people that will be drawn to me because I speak with confidence and I speak with conviction. And when I have that self-doubt and that co competitive mindset, not that I'm not competitive because you will, you can talk to people and they'll like, oh, she's a bit competitive. I am. <laughs> yeah. That competition is against me. I want to be the better than yesterday. I want to be the best yes. Right. And if I want to compare myself to another person, what I'm doing is actually comparing one moment of time. Do I want to trade my entire life for what happened in their entire life? Chances are not. Because there's a lot of memories and a lot of things in your life you probably want to keep and you love. So before you compare, think about would, would I trade my whole life for theirs? Oh, I love that. Oh, man. So I just want to think about for you, like, it's really clear to me that you believe in abundance and you really walk the talk of abundance of helping other people. And you know what, it comes, it comes back to you. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent, but I want to think about kind of the bigger picture and I want your perspective about the consequences. So what happens to people when they think of success as a scarce resource? Well, when people start, coming from a scarce resource, you know, they, they hoard their knowledge and knowledge is there to share. They, they don't want to share their experiences. And I have to tell you, Andrea, the story I shared with you about the 20 K I didn't want anybody to know. I was so embarrassed. I thought, Oh, look how people will judge me. Yet at the same time, when I was able to move through that and be able to share that story, I got exactly the opposite. I got people saying, you know what? I've had times that I've screwed up. I've had times where I lost money. I've had times where I've had to pull myself out of a funk mentally or, you know, financially, but we can do it. We can, we would be surprised at how much potential we have in ourselves to get through some of the challenges. If we only understood our mindset first, when you pay attention to, where that lack is coming from. What are you missing? Are you lacking uh, validation? Are you lacking acceptance from others? Are you lacking belief in yourself? It's not just a lack of money because money is one thing, but there's underlying things that you are searching for when you come from that place of lack. Maybe you grew up not having lots. So you think that, you know, hoarding your resources is the only way that you're going to have. And I grew up on a farm. We didn't have a lot of resources, but I always knew that any holiday or any family event, we had people from everywhere. My mom would always have an extra plate at the table and there'd be more people. And, you know, you'd think you'd run out of food. And even though she'd put out all this food, it was like kind of like the, you know, loaves and fishes story from the Bible. It was all of a sudden, it was like, there's so much left over. I could send everybody home with food. I love it. It's like abundance because people show up, they bring more food, and then there's way more than you could ever ask for. I but love the it. The conversations and the sharing and and the richness of that experience, those experiences remind me every time I go to a networking event. If I come from a place of sharing and getting people to open up and asking questions. I can learn more about them. I can learn who I can help, how I can help them. And here's the thing. When you go to a networking event, don't go there just for yourself. 
Go there to meet one to two key people, get to know them really well. Build and nurture that relationship. It's not about going and playing blackjack at the table saying, you need my card, you need my card, you need my card. Because people are turned off by that. Absolutely. Right? But you really want to go and build these relationships so people build that know, like, and trust factor to really understand who you are. And when they get to know you and trust you, then they're going to start wanting to say, hey, you know what? You really need to know Andrea because she is a phenomenal coach, you know, because otherwise that personal endorsement, it's amazing what it does, that word of mouth, when they have a chance to experience you versus being pushed into knowing you. Awesome. So it's just really about showing up as yourself. And I really love that nugget that you talk about knowledge is ours to share. And even it's like that failure and those that kind of like uncomfortable knowledge that you have, like your example of losing that $20,000, like that is really uncomfortable. And it puts you in a really vulnerable spot to share it. But hearing that story and hearing that you know what? Everybody screws up. It's part of the journey because I think that like a lot of us hide our failures. And as you were telling this story about how you show up at networking events, I was thinking about the people that I was approaching. Um, and I think they probably did have something to hide. Maybe they were ashamed. Maybe they were, um, not really, maybe they had made a mistake and they weren't really open sharing that knowledge with me because I think, back in the day when I was searching for that information. And when you, all you gave me, like the first thing you gave me was a book title, really. Like that's all you gave me. And I was so grateful because I need, I just so needed that resource at that moment. But it just blows me away that I don't, maybe I was showing up not in the right way, but it just blows me away that people, like nobody was willing to help me and it was really frustrating. And I feel like I totally agree with you. Just help people, just help people, just help people because then they're going to turn around and help you or somebody else that you don't even know yet is going to turn around and help you because yeah. like success is definitely not a scarce resource and we can all be successful. And one of the things with that, Andrea, is that Success is about giving people value. The more people I can give value to, the more that they can say, you know what? She really helped me. She really helped me grow. She really helped me shift my mindset to get to the next level or ask the right questions. It really is about success is leaving clues. They're all around us. But until we pick up those clues and see what we can do with those clues, that's when the shift happens. Those individuals that you run into networking events, often what I find is it's where people, their own stories, what they tell themselves about what they're, because they're having their own thing. You know, we think that people are thinking about us and often they're worried so much about themselves that yes. they're not even, you know, we would be surprised how much they actually think of us because they have their own challenges, their own things that they're going through, that self-talk that's going on in their minds and really thinking about, so how can I shift from this place? She's asking me for stuff or wanting help from me. I don't even know what I'm doing. And maybe it's some of that of their own imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And here's the one of the things I want to tell everyone listening about imposter syndrome. Unless you're a surgeon or, you know, in a medical field, that's not something that you're going to act as if, but you're, you're coming from a place of really acting as if you are already that. And, you know, people will call fake it, fake it until you make it. There, there's a certain extent to that to be true, but it's really about showing up as the person you know you need to be. Start acting, having the posture, having the presentation, being speaking with conviction about who you are and being true to who you are and letting your voice come through. That's when things start shifting because of that strong belief in yourself and, you know, saying, this is what I need. But I think what holds people back from getting what they want is their own judgment. The people that you are asking, they could be, have made, could have been making judgments. And here's, here's one of my best analogies. Several years ago, I was invited to a premiere showing of the Opus. I'm sitting in the audience and I kept watching this woman. I love to watch people. 
So this woman was walking by, she had this vinyl shiny uh, silver jacket, bright pink lipstick, hair was teased. And I was like, this woman looks plastic. I just kept telling myself, wow, she's pretty plastic. This is fake. And I sat there and the next thing I knew, that woman was the keynote speaker. And the first line she started with is how many of you in the audience were analyzing me? Oh, and here I was <laughs> shrinking down into my chair thinking that was me. And never again, I decided that, that I would not judge and it's human nature to judge. I get it. But this woman was a multi-million dollar business owner what that i could learn so much from and because i was in a place of judgment i close off opportunity to really learn from someone because it's like i said scarcity the mindset right it's like oh you know what her knowledge is not relevant to me because we're different i'm not plastic or whatever yes. her hair is different she's from a different city she isn't in a different industry it's like yeah. totally limiting yourself yeah and we're like you and i we're several you know, world clock time zones away. And, you know, there's so much opportunity around us that we both can't serve everybody at the same time. And here's the other thing. Somebody might work with me for a short period of time, and then they go to work with you. And that's great because we have coaches that come into our lives for a specific purpose, a reason for a certain industry certain aspect it might be sales it might be marketing it might be for mindset and then you need a different coach for something else yes so that's why it's so great to have a team of people you go to that you know is your resources that you need them for a certain part and then you can use them to connect with later on like we are today so can you tell me a story about a client? I don't know. And you can change the names, change the details. Yeah. I want to know about kind of the mindset work that you do with people and share like kind of like the before and the after about what's possible for people when they do make that shift. Yeah. Um, so one of the clients that always comes to mind and, you know, has become a dear friend of mine as well is that, you know, she was starting off a business and, you know, had been doing some coaching in, in, you know, athletics. And she wanted to start, you know, put together a manual, put together a book and didn't really know where to start. So one of the things that with anything that we do to take action, it really comes down to our influences. Who, who is influencing us? What supports or encouragements do we have? And if we don't have them, you know, hire a coach, find somebody to mentor you or sponsor you. And that's where, you know, everything gets started. So she hired me and we spent a lot of time talking about what is possible, right? And um, I think of another client when I was working with her. And so what happened to this woman with the fitness guide? So I, I, I'm going to bridge this just oh, here. Oh, okay. Second. No, it's, it's all good. But another woman, you know, hers was, you know, a professional field. But every time I would say something, she'd say, but what about this? But what about that? But what if this happens? What if this happens? So here we have these different mindsets going on and it's all because of the self-talk of what we believe is possible or what the limitations are. We already have these perceived barriers or obstacles in our minds of what's happening. So this, this one with the athletic um, and the manual, this uh, procedure manual, um, she she's, is published. Phenomenal. She she created it and you know i was able to direct her to some of the resources that she need because if something's not my skill set or expertise i'm not going to pretend to know to help you yes. i'm going to trust you to who i know who can help you um because i don't want pe people saying you know what she she tried to fuddle her way through something and she didn't know what she was doing like design of a fitness program right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and you know she's the expert in her industry i'm not but as a coach, I don't need to know your industry. I need to know how to ask you the questions that really help you think about your situation because you're the expert. You know the answers to what you need. I just need to guide you there. And that's why coaching is a phenomenal field in which we can do that. So what she did is, you know, she published this manual. People are now, you know, having her coach and come out to different locations and um, walk through the pr processes and you know she is a phenomenal phenomenal online coach um, for her industry 
And it's interesting because even when I coach someone, and this is, I'm going to coin it from my, from her, is that she would message me. It's been several years since we've coached and she sent me a message one time. She had my podcast on with, you know, a picture of my podcast that she was doing laundry. And she said, oh my gosh, Deb, I realize I don't have aha moments. I have Deborah moments. <laughs> because there was something that you had coached me on. I wasn't ready to receive it. Yet I was in the middle of something and it took me back to a conversation that you had with me and it was like a light bulb went on. So sometimes those shifts can happen during a coaching call, but often those shifts happen in between coaching calls where people are like, ah, oh, we talked about that and I just wasn't ready to go there. So it's almost like these investment in coaching that she made kind of early on, like pre-publishing anything has actually stayed with her for years and really helped her kind of take it to the next level, even though you're not actively in a coaching relationship right now with this client. That's really cool. And that's really powerful because yeah. like once she, it sounds like you built, you helped her build a really strong foundation with her mindset and what's possible and abundant. It sounds like she's got a lot of clients, so it's clearly working. So that investment that she made, that sounds like it was a very wise investment at the start of her business. Right. And, you know, and she probably has worked with other coaches since me. But one of the thing is, is I was there for the time that I needed to be. And the next coach takes her to a different level or whatever area she's working on in her life or business, wherever that is. And then she'll have other coaches beyond me. For people to think that this one person's going to stay with me for life, that's, that's really limited thinking. Yes. It's a scar it's scarcity for yourself, right? It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm comfortable with Deborah, right? Deborah's really comfortable with me, but sometimes you need someone else to come in that's gonna, you know, challenge you in a different way. And like really looking like abundance from yourself, like look at, oh, look at all these options I have. Like which one should I choose? And one of the other books, I love throwing out books because I read a lot, is uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. What what got you here will not yes. be there. I love it's that book. A powerful book. Um, there was a time I was coaching a healthcare leader and you know, she, we were in deep discussion and she was like, you know what, Deb, I was working with this other individual and I don't get it. I work out. I do these things. I do these things. I do these things. And all of a sudden I said, do you realize that you are looking for someone to coach as yourself? And all of a sudden there was silence. And one of the things with that was remembering that we often coach people or we think people are exactly like us, that they live their lives exactly like us, they think like us. And as soon as we realize how different we are, we are also so much the same at the same time. But to realize what motivates and drives someone does not drive the next person. Yes. So to really come from a place of understanding and being curious to learn what is their driver. If you want to motivate someone, because you can't motivate anybody to do anything, and that's a story on itself that I could share one day. Um, because I had a boss, and I actually share a little, I told her, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. And she looked at me, and, and, I, and um, she goes, you can't motivate anyone. And she turned around and walked away. And I was like, horrified. I thought, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you that I could do this. And what I realize now is I can't motivate someone to do anything, but I sure can inspire and plant the seed. Yes. And just like use your curiosity, right? To figure Absolutely. out their driver. Absolutely. And she was one of, the, when I told her I published a book and I started speaking, she wanted to buy the book. I was going to gift it to her because she didn't realize that she was part of the fuel behind it. Yes. Oh, I love it. Let's do another episode where we unpack that topic a little <laughs> sure, bit. Sure, absolutely. That would be to. a really great one. I think people would be really get a lot of, out of that one, especially people in the corporate world. So yeah. Deborah, thank you so much for sharing all of these insights with us today. Um, and so for people listening, if they want to find out more about you, if they want the book, if they want to listen to the podcast, where do they go? 
Okay. So let's start for books. So if you're listening to this podcast, first of all, congratulations. Um, this is a phenomenal podcast that you need to be sharing with your friends and colleagues. Number, uh, so you can go to my website at www.debrakazowski.com. And I'm so excited to share this because it just got rebranded and, and it's got a brand new look. And sign up for our success newsletter so you get tips, strategies, and techniques because I continuously share so that you can take your businesses, your organizations, or even just your individual life to the next level. My books, um, here's the, my third book, Let's Be Curious. And uh, it is on Amazon as are all my other books. And you can get it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Indigo Chapters. They are listed on there. And... Um, and if you're open to having a discovery session with me for your business organizational needs or just for your own personal life leadership, don't hesitate to contact me. We have a contact form on the website. And um, I want to wish you the greatest success. And I know that whatever coach you invest in or whoever you have along your journey, and don't hesitate to hire Andrea, um, because I know that whoever it comes across your path, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes. So be ready and go after it. Awesome. So thank you so much, Deborah. It's been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Grateful to be here. I hope that you enjoyed today's interview. When I was connecting with Deborah today, it just reminded me to be grateful. Grateful that I had a role model to really show me the benefits of an abundance mindset when I was first starting out in my business. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and that you remember that other people's success does not take away from your success. It can actually add to it. And another thing I wanted to tell you about because I am super excited about this is that I've created a new program called Personal Branding Bootcamp where we take the process that big brands have been using for years and I'm going to do it on you. So it's about figuring out what people love about you and I'm going to show you how to talk about yourself using it so that you can go to networking events, you can apply for that next promotion, you can talk to people about yourself without feeling salesy and feeling authentic and really being able to show the world what you're capable of and create those opportunities for yourself. So if you're interested, head on over to my website, andreajansen.com for more information. You can apply until April 30th and Personal Branding Bootcamp starts on May 1st. And this is the pilot program. So there are only four spots available. So if you're interested in grabbing one of them, head on over right now. And thank you so much for listening.